Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from his palatial studio apartment in Chicago is Brandon Shockney. Brandon, how are you? I'm great, Bill. How are you? I'm doing all right, thanks. Awesome. Welcome back on, as always. Thank you for having me. Back again. I love it. It was a little rainy out, but, uh, you know, made it over. Hey, you you braved the storm, and now you're here. It's it's important. There's, this is a safe place now. It's safe it, haven. Okay, then I have lots of controversial views to <laughs> air out on this episode. We'll oh. be getting to them. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> as a quick reminder, So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Now, Brandon, what games have you been playing? Uh, well, Bill, um, I've been uh, kind of diving back into uh, some old titles in new ways. So, oh. so we have uh, released a couple weeks ago was the Bioshock Collection, um, which uh, was a PS4, um, Xbox One remaster of the original games. Um, I have played through Bioshock 1 and 2 so far on the collection. Um, Bioshock 1 has gotten a definite upgrade. It looks great. Um, and it still plays great, and the story is still amazing, and the atmosphere is so uh, l- like um, unique and uh, reminded me how it made me feel when I first played through it back in the day. Um, so I really have enjoyed diving back into that title. Um, Bioshock 2 uh, was fun. I think it's a little bit underrated. I think you think gets, so? I think it gets a bad rap. And playing through it again, I was like, yeah, maybe it's not the most inspired game. And it relies a lot on the mechanics of the first one. But it's still fun to dive back into Rapture and just explore some different elements of the world. The only thing that really bothered me about the second one was the... Uh, Escort missions where you defend the little sister while yeah. she's extracting the atom. That was the only thing that really turned mm-hmm. me off on the game. The reason I like that in 2 is because it's one of the elements that is, like, different from Bioshock 1. I, I know you do it, like, towards the end of Bioshock 1 after you've... Spoiler alert if you haven't played Bioshock 1. <laughs> after you've turned yourself into a big daddy, um, you... Uh, have like an escort portion of it where you uh, move around with the little sister. Uh, But this is like a strong element of it. I just love laying down traps. I realized I love like setting up trap rivets and uh, my, my favorite plasmid in the first Bioshock was like, I would incinerate all day, right? Just be like people on fire. But in Bioshock two, cyclone trap was my thing i just like lay down cyclones everywhere and just watch my enemies fly up in the air um so uh, i i'm really i I really enjoyed it uh going through it again the big sister to me is the big disappointment like they're they're built up as such like this crazy like this is gonna be tough brace yourself and i found those battles to be pretty easy um on the equivalent of just facing a big daddy uh so um, but it's been fun. I'm I'm very excited to start Infinite again. Um, that j- that game has gotten a bit of a backlash and yeah, in the more, more recent years, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm excited to dive back in because I have not played it since um, it first came out, and I've never played Burial at Sea, the oh. DLC, which is include all the DLCs included in the collection. Um, so that's nice. Uh, 
so I am excited to, to do that portion of it. And uh, I just remember really enjoying Infinite. So uh, I'm looking forward to being in Columbia, <laughs> the city in the sky. Now, have you done Minerva's Den as well? I have. I, I, okay, I, cool. I, I, I originally did it. I have skipped it for the collection. I might go back and play it. Um, that was I, always the, th- the part of Bioshock 2 I thought stood out. Was that, yeah. like I thought that was extra good. Yeah, because it's like a nice self-contained story. Yeah. Right? Um, you play a Sigma, is that right? Right. And yeah. it, it takes advantage of some of like the, the lesser plasmids. Like you spend a lot of time using like the telekinesis power in like mm-hmm. unique ways mm-hmm. that aren't otherwise explored in the series, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I, I do like, I, I mean, I just love, but Bio, the original Bioshock is just one of my favorite games of all time. Same. I think it will always be. Um, so it's been really nice that it got this kind of remaster and it looks great. Um, and then beyond that, uh, I've been, you know, I was kind of falling out of love with Destiny and then Rise of Iron has come out and I find myself falling back into those old habits of just spending hours uh, grinding to get that new loot. I was know? wondering. I, I was wondering if, yeah, this would bring you back. I... It did. It, it has at least for a little bit. I'm like very intrigued by the new raid and I want to play it. I've heard really good things about the new raid that it's like, nice and short and but tough and like fun um so uh, i'm excited to do that i've still never completed the raid from uh the king's fall raid i've never done from the last expansion i've never finished it because so long um so i'm excited to dive back in i really love how the armor and the gear looks in uh, uh rise of iron um my warlock is looking baller right now, and he's only going to get better. That's something that I was always curious about because, like in Warcraft, I think they do a good job of making like your armor and your gear stand out, mm-hmm. like it's powerful, and it's like your armor looks like a giant puma or something. Mm-hmm. And in Destiny, my uh, my outside observation was it kind of all looks samey. They kind of all look like yeah. Tali from Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, that's a really good. Uh, comparison um yes so i i think they're they're going a little more um bungie is finding ways to make players uh have more um options to have some uh ability to make you stand out like you have chromas now and that you can put into your weapons and your gear to like make them look like different colors and Mm. uh you know even more shaders and and whatnot so uh i i i I do like the efforts they're trying to make to make it seem like a more complete game experience um so i i am enjoying rise of iron i think i'll i'll keep playing it consistently for a while i'm just waiting to hear about that destiny 2 You've heard the rumor, right, about Destiny 2? No. That it might be coming to PC. PC only? Uh, I do not know about that. Yeah. But that it would also at least also. be on PC, maybe in addition to the consoles. Oh, wow. I wonder when we would see that. You think that's something that news will drop next year? Well, uh, I, I feel like they're still... This was around the time they were getting caught up on all the content they were supposed to have out previously before they like scrapped a bunch... Uh, I mean, yeah, we could probably look at some, like, for next E3, see, mm-hmm. like, where they're headed uh, with the next few years of their 10-year game. Right, right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm wondering if the, the limitations of the original Destiny are, are starting to catch up to them. I think they might want to 
launch a Destiny 2, an official sequel type deal. So, If you could pick one, uh, I guess, limitation to lift from the game, what mm-hmm. would that be? Um, well, uh, you know, I, I think making, like, uh, forming parties has always been a real issue. I, I feel like when you like want to do a raid or something like that that requires six people you have to like go to a website to like get a bunch of strangers and then you know invite them to uh, do this with you i wish there was a better chat system within the game itself to communicate with players um, since that is such an important aspect of the game and i feel like it's not there yet um so uh, I, I am hoping there's there's an easier way to communicate with those that you're not already friends with. Um, if you are looking to like some sort of like in-game forum or being like, hey, we're trying us over here are trying to do a raid, like team up with us, and you can just wander over and join their party. Um, something like that needs to be implemented because it still is kind of a, a slog if you want to do that to like find people that are ready and willing. Yeah, that sounds kind of primitive, the idea that you have to go to a website to at, at all, at any point, to party up. That yeah. doesn't sound great yeah, yeah. from a user experience point of view. Right, and I, I think a lot of... Uh, uh, the, the other aspect of the game that I would love to see more implemented in the game itself is the history and the lore and the story. Um, grimoire cards, which are a big part of that you collect throughout the game, are things you can read on Bungie.com about the world of destiny and it's like i don't want to go to a website to read about what i should be learning about in game like allow them to be viewed in game and i might know more about the world because i think destiny has gotten to the point where it's a little convoluted uh in how it was originally presented about like what what is going on (laughs) what is the speaker what is the the traveler who are these things uh because it's not very well explained in the core like cinematics of the game because like aliens are invading earth and you're trying to stop them that's the basic plot right? yes you were you were revived you were like a former soldier or you were dead and now you've been revived by the ghosts to be a guardian and defend you know our galaxy against these invading forces okay um but that's what I'm curious about. There's this big orb in the sky that's called like the Traveler that has, you know, uh, implemented itself as like our protector and kind of like, uh, what is it? Like, why can we explore that? Like, I, I want to, it looks like a big planet or a big moon. Let's go like land on it and see what you can do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a whole, and that might be things they're waiting for, like sequels or future expansions, but I would love to, get to that sooner rather than later. That would be pretty interesting. It, mm-hmm. it sounds like there's untapped potential there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they can reach it in Destiny 2. Yes, hopefully. What about you, Bill? What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Yes. Uh, so this is not a video game, but recently okay. I attended the pre-release for the new Magic the Gathering set, Kaladesh. Mm-hmm. And as part of that, you know, they, they give you new cards from the set in booster packs and the idea is you build a deck just from those six booster packs and play it that day. And then at the end of the day, you set it on fire or whatever if you <laughs> want. You can keep the cards too. Either way, I'm yeah. not picky. <laughs> and for this set, uh, the big things they've added were 
there are now vehicles you can uh, oh, cool. put in the game. And now normally in the game you have your monsters, your creatures that they attack and block and do various things. And now a vehicle will, you'll play it, you'll play it from your hand, and then it has a crew cost on it. And then based on the crew cost, you need to tap or basically use a certain number of creatures you have in play to man or crew the vehicle. And then it can attack and block as if it was a creature. Oh, nice. And it's, uh, are those vehicles pretty strong usually? Or like do yes. a fair amount of damage? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, as part of that, they you get a bonus because you're using up more resources to, to get the vehicle going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the the big, the flagship one is called Skyship Sovereign. And when it comes into play, it deals three damage, which is a pretty powerful ability on its own. Mm-hmm. And then every time it attacks, it also does three damage, which is very, very good. And it's only got a crew cost of three. Wow. That That's probably the most powerful one. They mm-hmm. d- definitely designed that card to be pushed and be like, this is a reason you would play vehicles in your deck. Yeah. Now, myself, I did not have any vehicles in my deck for that day. Uh, but I had something else. Uh, there is another thing they do with this set called a Masterpiece. And a Masterpiece is an older card from an old set that they've d- gotten new art and put a foil gloss over. Mm-hmm. To give it a, like a premium. Oh, nice! And it's it's pretty rare. And I was fortunate enough to open one. Wow! It, it's called Mana Crypt, and that's already a pretty valuable card on its own. So getting the premium version was very very fortunate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what that does is you can play it for zero mana. It doesn't cost anything to cast it, and you can tap it to add two mana. So I, I guess uh, if you were playing a game of Monopoly, imagine that you got to roll. And then you could buy two properties instead of one every turn. Wow. Or if you were playing, uh, like, chess, you got to make two mo- two moves compared to your opponent. Right. It's one. Yeah, that's crucial. It's a game changer. And there is a drawback in game. It does damage to you uh, over oh, time. Okay. But mm-hmm. it's still, the damage is very, very irrelevant compared to the huge mana boost you get. Uh-huh. And so not only did I get to own this valuable card, I got to play it in my deck. And dominate. And, and dominate, yes. Yeah. Like, like, they don't make cards this powerful anymore. It's it's very, very powerful compared to anything they would make today. Mm-hmm. And so my first my opponents would be like, well, is are you allowed to play that? And then, <laughs> then they would be very disappointed that I did get to play it and I would get to play <laughs> all my expensive cards before they got to play their expensive cards. Yeah. And the biggest dagger was I had a card in my deck it says exchange an artifact you control for an artifact or a creature they control so when you have mana crypt it's dealing damage to you and then after a while it's not useful because everyone's gotten enough mana available they don't you don't need the boost anymore Mm -hmm. so at that point I would give them the mana crypt and then take their best creature in play and then it would start damaging them nice it was it was very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was frustrating for them. <laughs> to my opponent's credit, all of them were very gracious, and I and yeah. I, hopefully I was uh, making things light and fun. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's easy to be light and fun when you're when you're dominating, <laughs> I, I, right? But it was mo- mostly the cards doing the work for me rather mm-hmm. than me contributing. Yeah, well, that sounds awesome. It was. It was. It's hard to evaluate the actual cards in the set and see if it was good or not, but it seems like people are very into the set so far. Mm-hmm. The, that, did that drop this week, the new set? Uh, so, the yeah, the, the event I played in was the pre-release. Now, as of this recording, the the set is officially out. Okay, cool. Uh, so, you can pick that up at like any comic book store, card store, online, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, yeah, I, I would recommend it so far. 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so that's it for the games we've been playing. I guess uh, anything anything else you wanted to hit or? Um, no, uh, I I did uh, recently buy because it was on sale at Amazon, uh, which has been having pretty good deals lately. Uh, the Witcher Three, but I have not gotten too far into it because I have gotten distracted with the Bioshock collection gotcha. and Rise of Iron. But it is on my queue. Uh, I am gonna get back into it here shortly. It, we could fill up a few episodes of, I have bought this game, I've tried it out for a half hour, and I'll get back to it later. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we'll save that, we'll keep that in our back pocket yeah. for an, an episode idea. <laughs> yeah, I do, <laughs> that is right. Well, I, 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 I do find, uh, I, I put off really good games, and then I'm like, oh man, why did it take me so long to like really get into it? Like, I did that with Dragon Age Inquisition, I had it for a while, I was like, I'll get around to it. And then I finally played it and was like, I'm obsessed with this game. Why did it take me so long? See, I put in, yeah, like three hours into Inquisition and I put it down. But now... Really? Yeah. So good. Well, you're saying that. Uh, another host, Die, has said that a bunch. I had some friends who have said it. So maybe I... We're going to give it another chance. Did you love Mass Effect? Oh, yeah. I love Mass Effect. It's like the fantasy Mass Effect. Hmm. I mean... Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I, I'm... I'll give it another look. I'll yeah. give it another look. I, I, I recommend it. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's it for the games we've been playing and the games that we might play eventually. Mm-hmm. At this point, we'll be moving on to our Choose Your Fighter section. Ah, yes. Uh, so for this, uh, Brandon and I will be squaring off with one article, news event, or upcoming game that we're looking forward to playing. Mm-hmm. And at the end, only one of us will be left standing. Huh. I know. The drama. The drama. Uh, for this portion, I will lead off. Okay. Uh, so for this, I've been uh, looking recently in the news, and it looks like uh, TwitchCon is happening as of this recording, and Amazon has announced a partnership with Twitch. Uh, now, previously, Amazon had bought Twitch, but it wasn't quite clear how they were going to integrate, how that was going to work out. Now, we know a little bit more about that. So first off, uh, the one thing is now that when you have Amazon Prime, that is synced with Twitch Prime. And Twitch Prime is going to be a subscription service where you can uh, get certain extra items in games. And then as part of that, you get a free subscription every month to a specific channel. Mm -hmm. And then if you already have Amazon Prime, you have a Twitch Prime subscription. That's great. As someone who has Amazon Prime and loves it, I'm very excited to see what the perks are for Twitch Prime. Same. Here, here. Uh, So... Mm -hmm. One of the perks is, like, uh, if you play Hearthstone, mm-hmm. you get access to an exclusive hero uh, for that. Uh, oh, really? Yes. I do play Hearthstone, so I will be taking advantage of that. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those of you who are listening, uh, you pick a class when you play Hearthstone, and that, like, determines what cards you can use. Mm-hmm. And then in that class, you can use one of a couple different heroes, depending on that class. Uh, for, like, Mage, it's... Uh, Jaina Proud something. Proudmore or something like that. Proudmore, yeah. yeah. And then you could also be Medivh. Medivh. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of those two. Uh, so it'll be something like that. And and then in addition to the partnership, Amazon is developing video games that have a specific focus on being used with Twitch. Oh, really? I did not know that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So previously they had been trying to get somewhere with uh, Fire TV and making games for that. I think that's kind of DOA, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but they did bring in Digital Foundry. No, not Digital ah. Foundry. It's okay. Research. Yes. Quick research. It's a research break. As we research. <laughs> research break. We don't want to besmirch the name of this company. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> Very specific lyrics. <laughs> Just for this one situation. <laughs> they have purchased Double Helix Games. And Double Helix worked on the recent uh, Killer Instinct reboot. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, which is now done by Iron Galaxy. Iron Galaxy has taken that up. And uh, if you're not familiar with Iron Galaxy, they're in the Chicago area. Uh, so stop on by. I'm sure they like walk-ins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they got Double Helix on board. And they're working on three games. The first of which is called Breakaway. And Breakaway, uh, to my eye, it, uh, you know, the un, unexpert opinion, it looked a lot like Dota. Looks like a lot of like a Dota or League of Legends in those games, mm -hmm. and based on what I've read, it sounds pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Like there's tower defense elements, there's hero elements, but basically, yeah. Now the interesting thing I found about Breakaway is they're going to integrate that with Stream Plus. Stream Plus is a new currency they're working on for Twitch, and you will be able to bet Stream Plus on the games that you're watching. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the internet, but it tends to be that if you can put money, actual U.S. dollars, into an online currency, people will find a way to extract that currency out also in the form of U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. So we're sort of sounding like we're going to have gambling in an online video game pretty soon. Man, that sounds healthy. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that sounds worrisome. I... Agree. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, in a recent episode, we talked about uh, Counter-Strike Go. They've had a big thing where people were not strictly gambling on the game, but they were, there were third-party sites that would make uh, gambling on skins for the guns available. And that recently got shut down because someone finally looked at this and was like, actually, this is just gambling, and it's gambling for minors. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's the biggest thing, too, is, like, to an extent, it you know it doesn't really matter if you're 18, if you're 21. That's you shouldn't you should be careful, but you can't police all that. Right. It's you know a 12 year old going online, watching their favorite game, watching their favorite Twitch streamer, and then throwing down 50 dollars on the outcome of the game and losing, and that is not good. Right, right, right. Uh, this this is kind of popping up in a lot of places, just like miners having more and more access to. Uh, these games and like funding these games where it's like you hear about the kid in Saskatoon who spends a thousand dollars on in-app purchases on their iPad that their dad gave them or their mom gave them because n no one realized that they could do that. Yeah. Man. And it'll just be interesting to see, I guess, if that gets regulated over time. Yeah. If someone steps in. I feel like it'll have to be if, if it gets to a certain point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's a few details on that so far. They didn't even really go into like how you can buy the Stream Plus currency necessarily or trade it or whatever. Mm. But the fact, the mere fact that it exists, then implies the possibility that there could be gambling or something like that coming along in the future. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so that's mostly what I would have to say about that, about uh, like Amazon and Twitch. Uh, Brandon, mm-hmm. anything you would like to talk about? Um, well, uh, there was uh, some interesting developments that surfaced here uh, 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 earlier this week was um, fans of the original, the 2003 video game Beyond Good and Evil. It's hard to believe that game came out 13 years ago. Yeah, um, wow. And uh, when it did come out, it had a pretty, I'd say, uh, would, would be considered like a cult hit. Um, so a lot of people uh, discovered that game and became invested in it. And the way the story goes, it kind of ends on like a cliffhanger. So people were expecting a sequel. Um, but uh, alas, you know, that seemed like a project that was pushed aside and maybe forgotten about. Uh, but recently, um, the uh, uh, creator... Uh, and let me pull up his name here. Um, this is the research break. Uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, the Rayman series creator, uh, Michael Ansel, um, released... I think a... it's Michelle. Oh, Michelle. It's French. Oh, Michelle, you're right. I, I read Michael, my brain. Um, uh, they released a couple teaser images within a couple days of one another. Um, and one of them was... Uh, the name of the pig father, the adoptive, like, pig father to Jade's character, um, it was, like, him as, like, a child, um, so implying that there was this, uh, aspect of backstory to his character, um, and then we also had this anthropomorphic shark man, uh, that was released, uh, some concept, uh, imagery of that, so, um, some pretty interesting developments, and the internet was kind of buzzing about, what this means does this releasing this concept art just like a fun thing that they're sharing or does this mean that um you know a couple uh images in succession like that makes it seem like they're teasing something or getting fans revved up for maybe an actual beyond good and evil 2 which would be crazy it feels like this is a good way to uh yeah test the waters and Mm -hmm. see what kind of interest is out there on Mm -hmm. social media Probably someone was like, well, we don't know if people are still interested, so put this out there and see if we can get a groundswell going. Mm-hmm. It seems like a yeah, a good tactic to start. And I think it's been working. I think people have responded to those images. Uh, you know, it's been everywhere on game, gaming news sites and whatnot. So I feel like uh, hopefully this uh, bodes well for fans of the that series, um, that they might be getting a long-awaited, very updated graphically version of beyond good and evil it feels like the with the way that people are consuming nostalgia Mm -hmm. these days and how game companies are desperate for something with any semblance of proof that it can sell or have some kind of notoriety or celebrity behind the name you'd think they would want to go back to stuff like beyond good and evil 2 which Mm -hmm. kind of had been cast aside and take another look at that I mean, up till now, like recently, Ubisoft has mostly been about Assassin's Creed, right. The Division, and even like Rayman has kind of fallen off to the wayside. Yeah. Oh man, I love Rayman. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I have not played the Origins or Legends games um, that came out for what that was PS3, wasn't it? Yeah, like uh, PS3. I, th- I think one of them came out for like 3DS. Yeah, I was a bit. I was big on Rayman 2, though. Yeah. Um, for the uh, when it came out on N64, I played it a ton. Same. I remember like Rayman for the original PlayStation stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I feel like that poor Rayman kind of got shoved aside for the rabbits. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. The Rabbids became uh, the mascot for that franchise, which, of course, you know, it's just like Despicable Me, that movie, and was replaced by the Minions. Oh, boy. You yeah. Know, it's like Rabbids, Minions. It's whatever those, like, dumb creature that offer no substance, like, those are what they think children flock to, so that's what they push. I feel like in 20 years, Minions will be, like, the thing that... Re- that moms wear that replaces like them wearing Looney Tunes characters in fall gangster clothing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. <laughs> now, yeah, it's just, uh, it feels like Ubisoft, I mean, they're trying to squeeze out as much profit as they can, which mm. is understandable. Yeah. But it means that they're kind of really focused in on their core franchises and, Right. We'll see how that develops because another part of this is too that another company, Vivendi, which is a, a big uh, like digital media conglomerate, mm-hmm. they're trying to it appears buy Ubisoft, and it feels like Ubisoft is such. I mean, I guess in my mind, I think video game companies are huge. They're probably not that huge in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but it feels like Ubisoft is too big to be bought. But who knows, right? I mean, that that Ubisoft I could be having. With, depending on how like Assassin's Creed the movie goes, that's going to be a big game changer for them, right? I mean, if that's successful uh, and that launches a whole franchise in that realm, then they'll have no reason to explore new IPs, right? Um, yeah, that's so, a good point. So, but if but if Assassin's Creed is a flop, like that's gonna that's they're definitely gonna have to steer the ship in some different ways and it might be that beyond good and evil is one of those ways they they might do that who who knows like we don't we haven't gone too much throughout the episodes into like video game movies because Mm. it's depressing it is (laughs) unfortunately although i like i will say this now and forever i liked warcraft well, you know, it's it's been good having you on. Uh, we'll, I don't know. I, I've never seen Warcraft. I, I, like, I've heard I, it's... I dug it. it. One thing that I do know about Warcraft is it was huge in China. Huge. Yes. Like, I, I don't think it did... I hope we get a sequel. I hope that means we get a sequel. I mean, it could be an example of, yeah, how the international market is swaying American mm. production because I don't think it did... I think it did all right here, but I don't know. Like, it didn't sound like it did crazy well. No, it, it did not do well. As long as they replaced the entire human cast. Because those parts <laughs> are bad. But all the orc stuff, gold. The orcs were amazing. I could just have an all-orc movie, honestly. So, I haven't seen the film, but I assume that Sean Bean is in it, and he's like a grizzled king, and he dies. Uh, nope. Well, Not this one. Okay, you you wouldn't you wouldn't blame me though for making that guess. Yeah, though, right. I'm sure Sean Bean in this world is a king somewhere in the <laughs> in the world of Warcraft who who has died. The twist will be he's the Lich King. He's already oh, dead. Oh, there you go. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. You did it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, just in general, it feels like yeah, they will have to work hard to make the Assassin's Creed uh, into a story because like, what do you focus on? out of that if like do you focus on like desmond mm-hmm. do you focus on i mean it seems like you you should make a movie out of Ezio because he was like the most charismatic character the most right. popular one and just like make that like assassin's creed 2 is just Ezio's story in mm-hmm. a movie but i think they're they're not even fo- it's not even like desmond right i don't think michael fassbender's character is supposed to be desmond i don't think 
Do you know? Are they going to split time I, between I, like a future and then the yes, past? Yes, they are. They are. I, from what I've seen in the trailer, it is Michael Fassbender's character is like you know um, plugged in or whatever to access his memories, and then he's playing his ancestor as well. And apparently, all those scenes are going to be in Spanish. Huh. So like they, they we won't have like an English version of that. It'll be dubbed or subtitled. Apparently. That's an interesting creative choice. Mm. That sounds kind of cool. I'll give him that. Uh, there is this weird thing where they have in the trailer, they have Michael Fassbender. He's like, instead of being like laying down in a bed to access his memories, they have him plugged in uh, so that he can like jump around and stuff. So like he in his mind is like doing stuff, but mm. he's like active, kind of jumping around. It looks weird. I don't know. This was 2016 was supposed to be the year of the super or uh, not the superhero of the video game movie, right? We have Warcraft, which everyone was like, Duncan uh, Jones is doing it. It's a big deal. Uh, I do love him as a director. It's like that's it. And then we also have the Assassin's Creed movie with Michael Fassbender in this title role. Like these are newer, higher caliber video game movies, and so far, um, it's just not worked out. It feels like they either go for trying to encapsulate the entire franchise in mm-hmm. one film, or they just forget the onboarding and just they are like, okay, we're going to do a story, assuming you know everything that led up to this point, and off we go. That's that's what Warcraft does. I mean, it is dense. You go into it and you're like, man, I, there's a lot of places and people that are being thrown at me that I, that I think the movie is just kind of assuming I need to know. But I do appreciate that more than, like, half a movie of just explaining. Um, So, uh, and the graphics, I thought, looked really great in the movie as well. That just, that does not seem to, neither of those tactics seem to suit the strengths of Mm -hmm. movies, or especially modern movies. And I just think it doesn't, it doesn't need to be done, right? Hollywood doesn't need to make video game movies, because that will, will, if if that starts to become successful, then we bleed into a you know, video game or movie, like, you're, you're playing both, and they're both kind of giving you the same sort of experience. Like, Uncharted, I don't need an Uncharted movie. They've been working for it, but you know what? The Uncharted video games are like interactive movies, um, and that's that's all I want. Uh, a Bioshock movie, I pray to God it never happens. Um, now, I, I think uh, TV series might be different. Because you have more time, you can tell more stories. Like, I would love to watch a Fallout TV show, mm-hmm. um, if they ever decided to make that. Uh, but a lot of these properties, I'm like, doesn't need to be done. Last of Us, the movie, don't want to see it. Love the, my favorite video game of all time, Last of Us. Don't need to see a movie of it. I couldn't agree more. I, I, I'm totally on board with you that, yeah, if you're putting a movie in the game, you don't need to make another movie right. afterward. right. I'm going to take with me to my grave that with The Last Airbender, if they had just made it about like the two, the two part, you know, the first two episodes of the series, a two parter, yes. and just expanded that out into a two hour movie, then you're done. You can make a second movie that's like the rest of the first season if you want, but then go with mm-hmm. that and just keep it simple, keep it basic. And you keep M. Night in the director's chair for that? I, I don't know. I mean, he, he made Ang Ong. He made, uh, you know, so many creative choices that were raw hong. Uh, I love that cartoon series and was so excited for that movie. 
and was so let down. Yeah, I mean, I would, I kind of hope that some of the people involved got sent to Lake Laogai for re-education <laughs> and came right. back better filmmakers. Right, right. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that is all we have to discuss with mm-hmm. regards to uh, news. Sure. I would call this a draw. Okay, fair. Uh, I think that's fair. Appreciate it. I, I think so, too. I think we both got some good blows in, you know. Uh, yeah. My liver is aching. Yeah. No, yeah, my my uh, eyes are hurt. <laughs> you just yeah. did a lot of attacking good. of my eyes. Just all fingers in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. That was my entire yeah, it's, attack. It's effective. It's effective. You wonder why more fighters don't do that. Don't do that? Just took off the gloves. Yeah. Just go straight for the eyes. Right, exactly. That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, if you want people to find you, either in person yes. or on social media, where should they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at BWEShock. I also host my own podcast called How Rude, the Full House podcast, where I have a guest join me and my co-host, John Pernasek, and we dissect each and every episode of Full House. You can find that on iTunes or our Facebook page. Just type in How Rude, and it'll pop up. Perfect. Awesome. And as for myself, and as for this podcast, well, first of all, for myself, you you can find me guesting on Bad at Movies, a podcast where uh, the hosts Renee Berry and Pete Byrne discuss movies that Renee has not yet seen and we're exploring for the first time. I was on for their episode of They Live. Oh, awesome. That was recorded live at PodSlam, a benefit for Connor's Cure, last weekend. Uh, So look out for that soon. I'll try and put up a link when I see that online. And as for us, we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, we're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or listen to us on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other podcasts. Support independent art. The spirit of Dale compels me. Life would still go on, believe me. The world could show nothing to me. So, so what?